Yeah, but because the splash kind of helps bring out yeah. some of the undertones. I gotcha. Ice tends to like make everything congeal, and so when you hit it, it's like burnt. I don't want to put it on the rocks. No. That'll water it down. We're just casually, that's how we start. We're just casually discussing drinking. We don't even know we're recording a show. <laughs> we're just talking about shit. I left one, got more beer and came back. More beer! So. Call this episode More Beer in all caps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then have that, that picture of that bear with the antlers. And the beer. Oh, beer. It's a beer. Yeah, oh, beer, yeah, beer. Yeah. So, back at it once again. Rumors and confabulation with Richard, the mentor, Johnson. Yeah, actually, just Richard Mentor Johnson. Dick Dick Mentor mentor Dick. (laughs) We got part two coming your way, and it's going to get a little... Sexual. Um, No, a little weird. (laughs) Actually, it could get less sexual. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I know enough about his sexual proclivities. (laughs) Yeah. I want to know more about his uh, vice presidential. Well, we're gonna get into doings. the vices of the vice president. Everything about the vice president. We're calling this episode Vice City. <laughs> he didn't separate it, so it just sounded like he said Vice City. Vice City. Vice City, all one word. Vice City. So moves. Uh, once again, we got the same Grand Theft Mentor. This last time, we got Isaac speaking. John over here. What's up, Dalton over here? Blah! So. Yep. Let's just dive headfirst straight into in. Dick Johnson. Ready yourselves. This one's not for kids. So, wow, it's a lot of dead babies. She was shocked and dismayed. I was very dismayed. Um, when someone tried to shoot me. What? <laughs> it's not a saloon. What the fuck did we just do? <laughs> this is rumors and confabulation. When we left things off, Johnson was serving in Congress and had discovered his new idol or his new childlike crush. His new mentor. In Andrew Jackson. Instead of Thomas Jefferson. Everybody. Oh, okay. I was confused. It's like, I was that way too. When I was in middle school, I was a Thomas Jefferson guy, and then he hit ninth grade, and you're like, no, 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 Andrew Jackson. And you've been like Trump put up a portrait of him behind you on the wall there, and been like... (laughs) So, with uh, Andrew Jackson now in uh, starting to take power... Johnson really just uh, fell in love. But before I get, I guess, into that, I'm kind of jumping ahead here. Andrew Jackson had attacked um, the Seminoles in Spanish-controlled Florida when he was a general, when he was still General Jackson. And he also ordered the hanging of two British men. And he did all of that without Congress approval whatsoever. Mm-hmm. President Monroe had given Jackson secret orders under the nose of House Speaker Henry Clay to kill all the Seminoles and blacks that he found unless they sought refuge under a Spanish fort. And it had to be specifically, like, with a flag, very, like, this is Spanish, full Spanish control, not just theoretically Spanish control. Well, you mentioned the blacks, but Seminoles were... Famous for they were the, one of the tribes that took in, yeah, African yeah, Americans. Yes. Like, y'all get in here, flee, go south. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And this is news to me though. I thought Andrew Jackson had pretty good relations with the indigenous people. <laughs> yeah. And by yeah. the way, you fucking people that want to be like uh, government red tape. Blah, blah, blah. This is what it leads to. Right. This is what happens when you it's have true. absolutely no oversight. It's so get true. fucked. And that is what Henry Clay was saying. And Henry Clay was not a person who liked government red tape, but um, it bit him here because the president decided, I can do whatever I want, and told Andrew Jackson, do whatever you want. And Andrew Jackson had the famous quote, they will foment wall no more. Boom. That was his response to Monroe's... fucking riff. Coming. <laughs> <laughs> they will foment wall no more. All right, buddy. All right. Sorry, you're doing the little burning. All right, Leonidas, <laughs> chill out over there. And um, before we get into a lot of uh, Jackson stuff, I just have to say, just me personally, Isaac from Rumors and Confabulation, <clears throat> I'm moving to Jackson Country in uh, Tennessee, 
And it's really making me a little upset. Uncomfortable. Yes, because I've always been, uh, I've always found Henry Clay to be a good politician. I like his, I like some of his style. Yes, he has some very problematic things. I like the cut of his jib. But I like the cut of his jib for the most part. And um, (laughs) Andrew Jackson, on the other hand, is my most hated political figure in American history, no matter the time frame. I think he's a despicable man. I think he's an awful president. I think he was set a terrible precedent for everyone uh, that's still reverberating as we see with our current political climate today. All because of Andrew Jackson. That's how I feel about Hubert Humphrey. <laughs> so I just but have to say that right to now. Andrew Jackson country. You're moving to Kenny Chesney country. Well, yeah, now it's Kenny Chesney country. You're, yeah. you're going to corporate country. Where I'm yeah. moving so to fucking Nashville. Andrew Jackson has no cultural resonance yeah. at all. You hear the steel guitar. That's, that's you say all. he has no cultural relevance except when, he, he does. when you look at a Google Maps, it's like, Jackson this, Jackson's They don't Hermitage. even know where that fucking Jackson's name came from. Everything's Andrew Jackson. Is there a they don't give a shit. That they reference him in? No. They reference fucking Bacardi. <laughs> they don't give a shit. Uh, well, I just had to say it. Because no, we get you. I the only reason some people like Andrew Jackson now is because they're like, huh, this is an old guy that I've heard was racist. <laughs> That's literally it. They don't know Honestly, shit about uh, what he did. I um, was just very uh, triggered yeah. by this <laughs> throughout my research. Like his populist type stuff is mildly appealing, and then you no. look at his policy sure. and you're like, nope. Well, yeah, I mean, it's pop. Because, I mean, yeah. dude, he opened the White House up for a party and everybody got fucking trashed. That's I don't find that appealing. But, uh, yeah, I kind of prefer a um, a bit of a professionalism. Not like going too far with it. We had a real party uh, January 6th. Yeah, we hey, opened it up for a party there. Yeah, exactly. So, Andrew Jackson, you know, took these uh, secret orders with Bravado and he started killing every non white person he could find in Florida. And uh, Henry Clay and just Congress were absolutely furious over this. And Henry Clay tried to censure Andrew Jackson, uh, which eventually didn't work because of Monroe, President Monroe. And also, not just the non-white people, he also just randomly hung two British men for no real reason. Which almost set off another war with the British. And the war with the Spanish, because we were just walking, waltzing on into Florida, and again, for he, no reason. He verified they were British by checking their dental work. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, these two guys died. You don't have to take shots. <laughs> but that's kind of why I don't like Henry Clay, though. The fact that this is happening, and he's like, uh, my suggestion is to censure him. Like, well, that's I mean, that's all he politically can do. Dick. I know, but... Come on. That's why Cassius Clay's better. But uh, I mean, he did duel. Yeah, great boxer. He dueled other people before this. Yeah, when did, not them. the other Cassius Clay, but oh. when did... Uh, oh, I don't know. When did the Spaniards cede Florida to us? Uh, basically right after this. No, That's it was right. like right after this. Actually, the compromise that came from this was um, that we would get Florida and Spain, Spain would continue controlling Texas. We would just kind of back off Texas. Gotcha. Which then, of course, several years later, we said, <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're coming back in. Back off, Texas. <laughs> and then California was right after that. Yep. So. But that's a topic for another podcast. So, Richard Mentor Johnson, you know, our subject. <laughs> yeah. Despite course, having voted against Madison, President Madison, taking the exact same lands that would be Florida years before this, and Clay backing up Johnson, basically giving Johnson the kind of um, credence that he didn't really deserve mm-hmm. many times because he got the backing of someone as influential as Clay, um, completely turned his back on Clay and everyone else and was the first man up, to, uh, up on deck to fight for Andrew Jackson because he was, you know, one of the man of the people. Yeah. He's a tough guy. I want to yep. be, he's such a fucking star mm-hmm. fucker. I said that like last week ago. <laughs> yeah. Last week ago. But <laughs> last dude, week ago. No, dude's going to get wherever you yeah. get and climb that ladder. So it's yeah, just like, that's, that is the Dick Johnson way. <laughs> so Dick yeah. Johnson, um, he did lose uh, his bid for a Senate seat in 1818. Aww. 
And he was actually forced to go back to the Kentucky legislature because Ooh. of this, because he just forfeited his House of Representatives yeah. seat from that. Ouch. Um, but it don't worry. President oh Monroe did give him a ceremonial sword for his efforts. Cool. So there's that. And then Johnson also started carrying a firearm at all times because he... and like I think Stephen Crowder. I think he's being a little dramatic here. He um, said that there was so many death threats to his person oh after God. the support for Jackson. This is literally what right-wing commentators are doing now! <laughs> oh my God. Yes, but also then you think about it. People were carrying swords in the Civil War. Like, but the oh, fact that he said that... But yeah, that he's... Because he... I mean, yeah, there's guys like Henry Clay... Brought a gun into the house yeah. before this, as did many other people. There's guys who brought their hunting dogs with them in the house at this time frame. I mean, like, yeah, he's making a show of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he said, "If you could only see the tweets, <laughs> I have so many followers. My mom got swatted. What? You know what swatted is? No. Wait, your mother got swatted? No, he said his mom. Got oh, <laughs> oh, swatted is when you were." Say something incredibly yeah. dangerous is happening, so the SWAT team comes in on the oh, person. Yeah, they, yeah. Oh, okay. It's popular on internet troll mm, or I'm, I'm not. I'm not familiar. Yeah, it's not very nice <laughs> to do. So, no. <laughs> uh, life though could not hold him down because Can't hold um, me down. Before long, he got actually nominated. Well, for sort a of. Grammy. <laughs> no, <laughs> but for the U.S. Senate. As he took over the kind of sudden retirement of John J. Crittenden. Which, by the way, every single person at this time frame, if you any Kentuckian in this time frame has like a county name for them. Yeah, I was going to say Crittenden there's County. There's Crittenden County. Like, yeah. um, there's... Where's the McGoffin? There's Johnson County. McGoffin, I'm sure, somewhere. Actually, the governor at this time is uh, Adair. Oh. Which is in Adair, Adair. County. There's, like we said Adair. last episode, there's Whitley County. Mm-hmm. But um, this is the thing when you have 130 counties, you have to find names We have somewhere. way too many counties. Yeah. I think I've said this before. Yes. No, we all have right. like 12. Yeah, we need, we need to condense oh, them God. down. Oh, yes. my God. It was one thing back in the day when literally traveling between them was a pain in the ass. because I mean, especially in Eastern Kentucky. Because mm-hmm. It's still not that bad compared to a lot of other states that don't have no. this issue. No. I mean, like, it's just... I do like that the counties are so small, but there's still like inter-county squabbling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, so like you're having to divide... I'm from Rock Castle County, yeah. but them motherfuckers up in Jackson County, they don't even there. They don't. They're backward up there. Like that's like five <laughs> minutes away. Exactly. And it's like half, half of the people like live literally like the, the like the street or the creek will be the difference between the yeah. county. So it's just like my neighbors. And it's just like you fuckers, dude. It's just like you all can share the same funding. Just change your lines around and be done with it. Yeah. But, um, so, in uh, 1820, Johnson did not approve of the Missouri Compromise. Mm-hmm. Um, he thought that slavery should not be forbidden anywhere. Of course, this compromise made it so that anyone above the Ohio right. River, essentially, right. you know, was slavery was never in question. There was never going to be slavery there in anything south. Um, could have slavery. So why did he wanted. vote well, against that if he was such like wasn't a progressive at that point, slave owner? It was no more buying slaves, but you could still have them, and then everything south you could keep buying them. Wasn't it that? No. No, that, that point was made it abolished. Oh, it was okay, ownership yeah. period. Gotcha, ownership gotcha. period. Which um, there was a lot of dissension. that's bloody Kansas type shit, right? Before. Okay. Bloody Kansas, so you're getting uh, about 30 years later. That was more like the 1850 compromise. Got it. Um, that was right. the lead yeah. into the Civil I'm War, basically. Mixed up. Yeah, this is the first. This is the first Henry Clay compromise that held the Union together because people like Richard Johnson were talking Civil War in 1820. Mm. Richard Johnson actually did say the words "Civil 1820, War" 1820, meaning we were barely 40 years old as a country. For yes. sake. Yes. Like, and he, men like him, were all like, "It's." You're gonna bring us to civil war. You've done this, Henry Clay and company. It makes you wonder how we've like put it off for this long. It's just like yeah, we'll just keep like, putting it off. And it wasn't even like I, I say Henry Clay, but he wasn't even like in abolition. He's just like we need to keep it together, guys. Yeah, that was his whole thing. And he was yeah. concerned about the economy, and it's like we can't fuck this shit up, y'all. Chill. I mean, he the, he was he has there are plenty of letters and things that he wanted abolition eventually, but he thought that if it you would do hurt it, the South. If you did it like that, if quickly. you did it yes. that quickly, it would hurt. Yeah, because their economy. Yes, it would basically then there would be a civil war for sure, right. which would might not go well for the North. Mm-hmm. 
or the West, which Henry Clay and Richard Johnson, Richard Johnson supposedly was a, they were a Western guys at this time, yeah, oh, not yeah. North or South. Because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were then, yeah. Well, Richard Johnson, I don't think, really supported a lot of things that supported the West. He supported No, but it's not about support. But to them, then, Kentucky but, was the West. Yeah. Yeah. But so I'm a Western guy. Again, That's what though, I'm like start I'm saying, saying about myself. But what I'm saying is Richard Johnson, his policies after this point didn't really support Kentucky's best interest. You're gonna start wearing a bolo tie? I would I already have a bolo tie. There it is. Do you? Yeah, I do. Holy fuck. <laughs> I'm scared to wear it though. I wanna Please. just bust it out Dude, of tall one, enough, you could pull it off, man. That has nothing I actually now that you mention that most people I've seen with him are pretty tall. Yeah. I don't know so what you could the pull it off. Is. There's something about You probably have the shave, but still I don't know if I've seen no. a bearded fella on no. bolo tie. But Dude, bring in the bearded bolo tie. I tried a bow tie and I could not pull that off. Well bolo tie That's for short yeah. looking people like me. <laughs> Wait. That's a problematic statement you just made. Sorry. Short looking people like me. Short ugly. Yeah, short ugly. There you go. <laughs> so he um Richard Johnson also spent his time in the Senate fighting against debt imprisonment. Any ideas why he might be fighting debt imprisonment? Well, Richard Johnson I, I understand why he did, but that was also a problem in England. Okay. So and that's But one, he one is of the fighting it entirely off. because his family is Almost $100,000 in debt. Yes, but if you would think <laughs> about it, topical. if that had started back in the day, we would all be fucked now. Who is we all? I'm in fucking debt. So like not okay, but, this, but this was a system that didn't have just taking on debt constantly. It wasn't created in the fabric. They abolished debt imprisonment and then eventually became it became so that the country, to do anything, you had to have debt. Yeah. That's so what maybe America though is. I'm just saying he was very much like, "Look at me, I'm a man of the people." When actually he's just fighting for his own self interest. Okay, is he's doing everything on this basis on this facade? Well, I just want to get rid of all y'all's debt. What's everything else he's done? It's been a facade for exactly. some reason or another. Exactly. I don't use big words like facade. I'm just a simple. County politician. Which, by the way, I did see letters from his father, Robert Johnson, mm-hmm. when he was in state legislature, where like he it's riddled with misspellings. Yeah, and it's like he's writing to like presidents because for some reason he found himself very important for a Kentucky state legislature. Was the English language is standardized as it is now? No. Okay. Still, it was mm. you look at people contemporaries' letters and it's much more professional. Yeah. So he also sponsored bills that would just help his family farm and various uh, business ventures. Politician. Secure jobs for his family and friends. He was very much a uh, winner-takes-the-spoils kind of guy. But at the same time, he's saying, I'm a man of the people. But Mm -hmm. his people. Not of everybody. But his people. Yeah. Yeah. And by his people, I'm talking like an inner circle. Yeah, yeah, him, him. <laughs> and the people literally around him, uh, yeah, not the him people that and the people that benefit him. Yes, yeah. And this brings us to a um, truly odd fight that um, Dick Johnson decided to tackle. And um, John, uh, last episode, you kind of hit this on. You hinted on this. I did. Yes. So this fight was that of John Cleve Sims of Ohio. John Cleves? John Cleve Sims of Ohio. Oh, I about to say John Cleves. And I was like, no. Not John Cleves. <laughs> Don't bring John Cleves into this. <laughs> Sims, you see, was traveling the country in an attempt to gain support for a proposed expedition to the North and South Oh. I brought this up. Holy shit, I did. <laughs> Why, you may ask? Because Sims believed in the hollow earth theory. Oh, my God. Yeah, because this dude was like from Covington, Cincinnati. Shit, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and he convinced Richard Mentor Johnson of the hollow earth theory. And Richard Mentor Johnson proposed to the U.S. Senate... To take people to the North and South Poles for drilling because there they would find untold numbers of new animals, <laughs> rivers, <laughs> lands, minerals, and vast riches. Dude, they literally... We just like, gotta drill a little. Richard Johnson and his brother, who was in the house at the same time, separately proposed... Measures to do this. One in the Senate, one in the House. 
And of course, they would lead the expedition. Mm-hmm. You know, of course. They have to. But these were literally the men that spearheaded this. And I have to say, for anybody who might be confused as to what the hollow earth theory is, uh, let me back up a second. The hollow earth theory... Just let it define itself and let your it's, imagination run wild. The earth's hollow. Yes. But it's not just that it's hollow. There's basically another earth within the earth. It's like a Dyson sphere. They think the yeah. sun is inside the earth and there's a whole other yeah. set of land inside the crust of... Yeah. I mean, fuck. Yeah. There's, I think there, that there, inspired the... What was the... At the Earth's core? Mm, H.G. Wells yeah. thing? That's another H.G. Wells. But it's like... Where there, what was the weird, like... The thing... It's like a... It's like a, a submersible, but it's a drill. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's... They really seriously thought that they. <laughs> so yeah, I was just saying there were legitimate people. That Every thought bit that of conspiracy was a thing. theory but, has a bit of truth in it. That's why people cling. But on here's to the it. thing, though: the Hollow Especially, Earth theory yeah. had been, according to everyone, definitively disproven in the 1700s. Yeah, <laughs> twice. Allegedly. No, definitively. It's your opinion. <laughs> If you know math, you know that would not make sense for gravity to work as it does, and for sh- I'm yeah. sorry, I'm just. Gonna By the way, the brother of his that is in the House of Representatives of this time is not James Johnson. It's actually John Telemachus Johnson. What? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry to say, guys, we never took that expedition to the polls. Damn it. I'm they sorry. got damn near close, though. Got like, they got a lot. Really. They're no. going to find the they hollow earth, drum. and they, they accidentally they find Santa. They set off, but they got, like, groups of people together to be sign up and be willing, but they never set off. Okay, but the, I'm saying, in the Congress, they had, like, 25 signatures, and that's from both the House yes. and the Senate. 25. 25. That's votes. too many. But they but that's still 25 people the problem. in both the House I know, but. and Senate combined. Think of how many people a wacko theory like that probably would get twenty five people right yeah. now. Yes, but we, we have enough now. We have enough now that a year ago would have went to QAnon stuff, but now mm-hmm. that they're like, nope, that's not viable. We're not going to do that. So no. just pretend it's not a thing. Or no. hmm. all the ones that are ignoring one six. So it's just yeah. yeah. So yeah, like I said, the measure never passed, and that just was one of the weird little blips on the Richard Johnson legacy. That's a blip. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) So he continued in the Senate, uh, despite the hollow earth, in 1824, when in 1824, Richard Johnson having gotten so much, again, support from Clay in the past, including Clay actually vouched for him on his debt and said that uh, we should just kind of forgive his debt, actually. Um, He completely turned his back on Clay and was the one, he was the man that put the idea of the quote-unquote corrupt bargain in Andrew Jackson's ear. The corrupt bargain was between Clay and Quincy Adams that for Clay to support, yes, for Clay to support Quincy Adams against Jackson and Clay to drop out of the race, Clay would become spe- uh, the speaker, or I'm mm-hmm. sorry, not speaker, secretary of state. Yeah. Richard Johnson's the one who told Andrew Jackson that. He needs to know. Wait. Allow me, sir, to report to you. He is completely cutting, a, he's cutting the knees off of the most powerful man in Kentucky. The man who basically made Lexington, Kentucky a prominent place. Who was fighting for Kentucky to have better infrastructure to become to stay a prominent state uh-huh. instead like of him. what it is today? Yeah. Doesn't like him anymore. It, it's petty. Yeah, anymore. It's petty. Rich boy bullshit is what it is. Because all of a sudden, yeah. because he saw he had to play the game and he had to completely kowtow to Andrew Jackson no matter what, mm-hmm. and um, he saw his chance to gain a lot of favor in Andrew Jackson's eyes. And become Andrew Jackson's favorite Kentuckian, which he felt was more important than Kentucky's favorite Kentuckian. <laughs> and meanwhile, Andrew Jackson could not give a shit less about him, probably. Andrew Jackson actually went to love him after this, because okay. Andrew Jackson's very much the kind of guy like, you take care of me, I take care of you. He's very much that kind of guy. So, speaking on the type of guy that um, Richard Johnson is, if we're not already all aware... But the doorkeeper of the Senate, which is a kind of an odd person to take a quote Chauncey. from. 
<laughs> Chauncey, as we'll dub him. He um, had a quote that kind of has been attached to Richard Johnson's legacy from for the rest of his days, and still today. And that quote is, Richard Johnson is the most vulgar man of all vulgar men in the world. Yeah, he was... Uh, he was the Amy Schumer of his day. <laughs> Vulgarity. <laughs> wow. I'm just, I'm just a simple county lawyer, but I do, I do declare that pussy stinks. <laughs> oh, that's so fucking Was that even stupid. a turn back then? Well, uh, who knows, but... He was constantly, Richard Johnson was constantly noted for his poor choice in clothing. <laughs> what and does that his, mean? And his lack of proper grooming habits. What did he wear? He didn't wear a wig. I'll tell you what he wore later on a little. Oh, uh, I'll get to that. Jesus. One source uh, notes that he, quote unquote, was known to have sexual flings with the wives of at least four senators and congressmen and the suspicion of at least three more. Oh, oh. Yeah. Hey, Dick Johnson. Get over here, honey. So Dick Johnson really, uh, you know, his political career really took off when Andrew Jackson came to power, as I've alluded to. Continuing to gain notoriety, including finally achieving his goal of abolishing debtor's prison. It did take him 10 years of lobbying, but it happened in 1832. Uh, Good thing on him, if anything else. He kept on it more than the hollow earth theory. (laughs) Probably a good thing. Johnson would eventually see the vice presidency within his grasp. I can taste it. During the election for Andrew Jackson's second term... Uh, because he you know, won, of course, once and then did twice. But during the election for Andrew Jackson's second term, there were some who rallied behind Richard Johnson to be his vice president. Much of this support stems from a man named Eli Moore, who uh, oh basically God. supported him just because of his long and continued support of the separation of church and state. He, what? Yeah. He's the star fucker to the star fucker. Yes. <laughs> And I mean, I'm all for separation of right. church and state, but it is kind of weird that that's like that's your what you hang your hat on. Yeah, that's, but I mean, that's weird. the nation was still almost like in its infancy, if like toddler years. Sort of. So it's, so it's kind of like, but it wasn't. We got to establish this. They're like, we need we need to make this a thing. But yeah. now we saw that failed, and it's just yeah. Yeah, there was it definitely this, failed. Yeah, there was this thing that he really. Um, yeah, that's another reason for. he's a failure. I mean, that failed. He failed at everything. Well, I mean, it, it stayed a thing huh. for probably like a hundred years, and then it, and like after World War Two, well, there was the a thing. There's a thing that then. Richard Johnson became like really noted for uh, in his career that was called the Sunday Mail Report, mm-hmm. and it was a speech that he gave in Congress that became like, as some people claim that it hung in the you know on people's walls. It was so glorious of a speech. Of course, Richard Johnson did not write it. What? The- Richard Johnson, by the way, I should—I never did know in the first uh, episode. Richard Johnson himself said that he is not a good public speaker. Okay. How Which do you use that for him politicianship? Yeah. That? It, well, he just, you know. Just that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I do, I can definitely buy it, get it, given how his letters to Thomas Jefferson went. I can buy his lack of skill at being a public speaker. I... Yeah. Do you think but, John Kerry was that good of a public speaker? No, and that's why he didn't right. win prison. Well, he still made it really far in politics. True. True. Uh, so boring. But a master debater. Yeah, and, he, and I'm a cunning linguist. <laughs> so, Richard Johnson, uh, with the Sunday Mail report, it was a thing that he he wanted to keep make it so that um, they could still get mail on Sundays. Because it was like a push to... So that you wouldn't get mail on Sundays because it was a holy day, mm-hmm. yeah. and which now obviously you don't get mail on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So Richard Johnson failed at it, but he yeah, fought. He, to, he was like, "Keep mail on Sunday." Yeah. So, I mean, as much as I don't agree with the Sabbath part of it, I mean, and people still it. It's framed more as a labor <laughs> issue now. Yes. So 
Eli Moore, that that's the only thing that he comes into play here. But yeah, fuck that guy. In the end, of course, Richard Johnson was passed over, but his name was now in the ring. He's in the you mix. I mean, that's mix. what it takes. It's like Joe Biden. Joe Biden ran for the presidency however many times, and it finally took. It all, he only no. ran three times. Third time's a charm. <laughs> I thought he ran more than anybody. But he was also vice president. And, yeah, and, and it's like you keep going until you get it. I mean, Trump ran however many times, and then he finally got it. And he only so. ran twice. He ran once in 2000 and once in 2016. Okay. Shit, I thought he ran He just ran talked 20. about it. He I thought just he talked ran about 2012, but I think I'm just being... Just every year there was like, is Trump going to 2012 run? was just when he was like, Obama's a yeah. fucking immigrant piece of shit. <laughs> yep. That's not running for president. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, in this country, basically. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. true. So, the consensus, though, on the reason why Richard Johnson should not be vice president for Andrew Jackson was that Andrew Jackson was in poor health. Um, Andrew Jackson at the time was the oldest man to be elected president at 66. I did not know that. Yes. Fuck. Um, but I will say 66 in 1830. That's like, that's like 96. Yeah, I said, you see pictures of him older. Well, like he, he looks. He around. had bad health, and a yeah. lot of that is because of his military career. Yes. Well, I mean, shit. He was full of how much lead. Right, exactly. Yeah. And he had definitely dementia starting to happen at the age of 66. Yeah. He had dementia. And they feared, though, that he uh, might die and that Richard Johnson just was simply not fit to be president. So he just can't be vice president. Yeah. Andrew Jackson um, may not have wanted him to be his vice president. But the vice president for Martin Van Buren. MVB, bitch. That's a different matter. MVB. So Martin with Richard Van Ginsburg, I can't think of Martin Van Buren was that thinking of Ireland's current president. Why? They, they look the same. I do not know what Martin Van Buren looks like, and I've been reading about him. Martin Van Buren has—he's like ball, like yeah, ball on top, a, but he's got that white around. He looks yeah. like Ireland's president. I think of and Ireland's president's a hobbit. I think so, of uh, Van Buren boys. Not a whole lot, to tell you the truth. Uh, sorry. Yeah. So Richard Mentor Johnson was on the cusp of becoming vice president after gaining the support of Andrew Jackson. Many Democrats um, at the time did not feel... Yeah, um, you know, they had felt that he was a liability yeah, already. There was a time. collective... Yeah. They, um, even though Julia Chen was, uh, had died and She died in 1833. to a real one. Um, they never got over it. Because, I mean, we're talking Democrats in the 1800s. They are, they're Southerners. Yes. Oh, through yeah. and through. Hell they yeah. are slaveholders. Yeah. It's through a through. complete flip-flop of the hey, system hey, that it man. is now. Heritage, yes. not hate. There yeah. you go. That. <laughs> so, uh, John Tyler actually once oh, expressed, yeah. upon seeing Richard Johnson, upon seeing Richard Johnson, and the manner in which he used his wartime injuries, because remember how he got shot in the wrist by Tecumseh, supposedly, and he killed yeah. Tecumseh, he supposedly? Um, John Tyler said, The day is rapidly approaching when an ounce of lead will, in truth, be worth more than a pound of sense. Nice. Yeah, that's a that's great a, that's quote. That's a good one. It's a great quote. But, you know, he was a shitty president, too. <laughs> 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 yeah. So here's where things get a little interesting for Richard Johnson. Richard Johnson had a biography printed about him in oh 1833 by a man named William Emmons. What a dork. It was far <laughs> from the truth. Him. I mean, just, you know, he definitely killed Tecumseh. He was the hero of the whole war. <laughs> you know, he is just this stalwart, amazing man. And then this was followed up by William's relative, Richard Emmons, who released a play entitled Tecumseh of the Battle of the Thames. And Richard also had a poem in honor of Dick Johnson. This is like a cottage industry. Also, anything the Battle of the Thames, I just keep thinking London, so I can't take it. It's it's spelled the Thames, you know, T-H-A-M-E-S. So that's yeah. So it's spelled just the same. Yeah. No, it's named after that. Ah. Yeah, we're talking British territory. At yeah. I know, but it's still just like fuck, dude. <laughs> I prefer it should have been called. It should have been called Revenge of the Raisin. Yeah, that would have been so much better. It's like, <laughs> still just as stupid, just off the side there. But from this poem, Richard Johnson got his campaign slogan, oh, which this would be God. his slogan for the rest of his days. That's so gross. You guys ready for it? You guys ready for this? Let me guess. Let me guess. 
Y'all uh, ready for this? Boom, boom, bang, bang, Tecumseh dead. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> um, although this, I will say though, this slogan does is noted as being one of the worst slogans in history. <laughs> yeah. So, you guys ready? You haven't even told us and I yeah. agree with you. Here we go. Rumsey Dumpsey, Rumsey Dumpsey, <laughs> Colonel Johnson killed Tecumseh. It's not that different. You remember that time I said... <laughs> That's not that much worse. No. You remember that time I said I need to get up and walk out of the room? That's about the same thing right now. <laughs> oh, my God. There ain't no room to walk out of. Rumsey Dumpsey, he killed Tecumseh. <laughs> oh, my God. What the hell is... Yeah. Rumsey Dumpsey's not a thing. Which, by the way, Richard Johnson himself... Uh, so Now, this is like hearsay a bit, but Richard Johnson himself pointed at that line and said, that's my slogan. That's the one. I believe that. That's it. I want to believe that. Yeah. But yeah. like you would rhyme open it, mouth this entire time. You would I rhyme it, it like it's a nursery rhyme, but it's not Tecumseh. Right, it's Tecumseh. And there is no saying Rumpsy Dumpsy. Yeah, what's Rumpsy Dumpsy? This is completely, it's total nonsense. You made yeah. me spew Miller all over my shirt and now I'm <clears throat> incensed. There's too much lead and not enough nonsense. Yeah. No, the reverse. No, not enough sense. <laughs> yeah, not enough sense. Yes. Now, it's not nearly as good as Tip a Canoe and Tyler. Too. Exactly. That's what the that kind is of a thing. Catchy yeah, that's, that's the kind good. of thing that we're going that for. That is really that's good. That's the kind yeah. of thing that we're going for. So, um, Davy Crockett. Uh-oh. Who actually, in the book that I read, uh, The Days of Heroes Are Over, um, they actually, the first and only time I've ever seen his name, they called him David Crockett. I've I don't never like that. seen that. He's not a David. Now. But anyways, Davy Crockett and John Bell, um, John Bell's a, a politician of the time. I'm not going to mm-hmm. get into it. John Bell Pepper. They, they John were, Bell Pepper. They um, supported Richard Johnson for president. Yeah. Davy hey. Crockett was really well informed in political issues. Man, you here's the reason alternative why. history type of stuff. If and fashion icon. Hold on. Now, here's the reason why. Davy Crockett and John Bell were both Democrats. But Tennessee Democrats. They were libs. But they did not support Andrew no. Jackson. They did not support Andrew Jackson because they thought Andrew Jackson... They saw the writing on the wall that Andrew Jackson was setting up this system where his word was law. and yeah. But it was being presented as if it's the people's word when actually it's just Andrew Jackson. So literally he's the modern day... He was the back in the day Trump is what you're saying. That's exactly... Everybody was all up on yes. him. Being like, Everybody's yeah. made no, that comparison. Donald Trump has... Literally said that Andrew Jackson is his favorite president. That's the reason he had the fucking portrait yeah. of it behind. He removed yeah. Abraham still, Lincoln's portrait. I still portrait say he doesn't Jackson. really know what. No, he doesn't. No, honestly, he the tactics never read a are, day of history. If, in his if he life. doesn't know, then his campaign managers do because his One of tactics. Them, Stephen Miller probably was like his oh, tactics you me are of this guy. his He's tactics are exactly Santa the same. Monica as fascist, but yeah, um, they are exactly the same. Just you know. Take modern times. So if he was the Trump, then um, our boy is like the who's Mitt our boy? Romney. Biden? No, 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 no. Oh, Richard Johnson? He's the Mitt Romney. No, because he was no, straight he, up his... No, well, he's Mitt the Romney, Rand Paul. Tr- okay. He's uh, the Rand Paul. Ew. It's Kentucky. Yeah, good old Rand Paul. <laughs> but the reason, though, Davy Crockett and John Bell supported Richard Johnson was an effort for Johnson, which I don't think they did, did their research and homework too well because Rich Johnson was so far up Andrew Jackson's butt. Mm-hmm. But the thinking was that Andrew Johnson could sabotage the entire election for Martin Van Buren, who was Jackson's heir apparent. Mm. Right. Mm. So they just wanted some for Johnson to get some of the votes away from Van Buren, and then, they, then the Whigs could have their candidate. They wanted to do their own corrupt bargain. Kind of, yeah. Uh, this obviously, was the start of the Whigs, right? This was before... It. The Whigs had already been going. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Whigs started basically once Andrew Jackson tried to start. The, I mean, Whigs started... They were going when the corrupt bargain happened. Yes, that oh, okay. Henry Clay was the Whig presidential candidate then. And that's what then he dropped Because it was the Republican-Democrats and the Whigs, right? There was... There at the time, the, there, be, there came to be a time where there was Democrats, um, Republican kind of... There was like a Federalist kind of thing with John yeah. Quincy Adams, and there was Whigs, which are Henry Clay, and then Democrats was James Jackson. Okay, gotcha. And then it was Democrats versus Whigs was like the, the main two. The big, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Federalists completely died yeah. out. Or and then it became died. Democrats versus Republicans. So, um, Democrat newspapers came out in support for Johnson, and again, 
times don't change, guys. Once again, let's just say it once again. This is kind they of don't. the theme of the this second The names just change, the, the, the times don't. Democrat newspapers came out in support of Richard Johnson with quotes like, It seems that Colonel Johnson does not suit the refined notions of our dandy nobility. The poor man's friend, the faithful public servant, the patriot who spilt his blood and periled his life in defense for his country, who saved the women of the West from the savage scalping knife and the brutality of the British soldiery. Soldiery. Wig newspapers. I can't even cringe at that just because it's so... I can. No, I'm saying it's so cringy. It's just like, the fuck? Wig newspapers replied with things like this. He is not a man of strict and stern integrity. He has been charged with being a swindler of defrauding banks, of large sums, of still being indebted to them, and avoiding payment. He is not a man of intellect. He is content to be considered the successful hero who he who met the savage Tecumseh in single combat and slew him. When he knows full well that Julius Caesar has as good a claim as he... His whole fame rests on this achievement, the Sunday Mail report, and an annual speech uh, on imprisonment for debt, manufactured by whom, heaven only knows, his mental energies undisciplined, his fancies uncultivated, his tastes groveling. Oh my god, that is just like how like Fox News would it's cover like, Trump, and then the New York Times would be like, this man is... Yep. Impolite. I was gonna I say mean, like, the worst what? thing they can say is yep. he's rude. When I, I was gonna say Wapo versus OA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I read these two, I mean, I was dying laughing honestly Jeez, when man. I read these for oh, this because it, it's just so times don't change. No, what happened don't. to civility? Everybody, everybody's <laughs> like, shit's been. It's like, no, shit's been. Grow the shit's fuck been up. for the longest time. It's just Fuck that worried about civility. Seriously, grow your ass up already. But oh my god, guys, so we gonna fight. We gonna fight. Let's get into yeah, it. No one um, did care about civility, no. and Richard Mentor have. Johnson became vice president of these Woo! United States of America, and he did so by being the only man being nominated through the Twelfth Amendment. What's that? So there had not been an overwhelming majority for either vice president candidate. Wait, was this back in the time when they got nominated separately from the president? It's not like now where they pick their vice? Yeah. Okay. So there was an overwhelming majority, Uh so the vote went to the Senate. Mm. So the Senate voted in Richard Johnson because Andrew Jackson strong-armed it into happening. Mm. Andrew Jackson said, Richard Johnson is my VP pick for Mark Van Buren, who is my president pick, and it happened because... He said so. Think about that nowadays. The Senate fucking picked the VP. Man, it should be. Well, yeah. Maybe. Well, but still. It just, that could happen. I mean, it all well, came down to what old Hickory wanted. Yeah, old there. Hickory dick. So, Richard Johnson. <laughs> this is where things... Hmm. Get good. Richard Johnson began treating the vice presidency as a literal paid vacation. What makes him different from most vice presidents, then? I was going to say... Let what, me get what, to it. What do they... I they don't, don't want to be shit. an asshole, but what did they do? They don't do anything. Well, let me get to some I mean, things. Kamala went down to Mexico, and well, I know she was trying, but it's just like, like well, they always have pet projects, and they always they're, do they're foreign just relations. Like, it's like the first lady. But they, they, it, No, they always do like, foreign They relations. send her down there because the president is not important enough to go down there. It's just like, dude, it's just... But they still at least did that. I, I know. So let me say what but, Richard Johnson did. Let's hear it. Johnson uh, kept making really awful appointments based on who he owed favors to. Wait, the vice president can appoint people. I mean, Richard Johnson can. Back in the day. All right, go on. I don't mean to keep interrupting you, but... Johnson was called upon 14 times to cast a tie-breaking vote in the Senate. He only explained why he voted the way he did once... And that None was of your fucking business. That one time was through an article in the Kentucky Gazette. <laughs> and Wait, he never once spoke of it to his peers thing? in the Senate. The Kentucky Gazette? Yeah. I uh, don't believe so. Okay. Dick also re- declined requests by abolitionists, continued requests just to debate the future of slavery. He said, we're not doing that in the Senate. No, that debate's not happening. We're not talking about slavery. Not ducks, under my watch. He ducks debates. He's, he doesn't want it. Another Stephen Crowder parallel. Mm-hmm. D- 
During the financial panic of 1837, and this would take way too long to get into one of those things again. Yes, we don't, we, none of us are yeah. economists. So. In the end, it was a depression that lasted into the mid-1840s uh, due to poor lending practices and also foreign trade policies and just a lot of other things. Um, but Johnson himself went along with the panic, and he took a nine-month-long, a full pregnancy length, leave of absence. <laughs> Sorry, just the way you described it, I could not laugh he got pregnant and went to Kentucky for nine months, and he was still getting paid. Again, Richard Johnson's the one who fought for Congress and the president, you know, for the whole... To get paid. To get much. paid a set salary. Yeah. And that was not debated. Uh-huh. So he went and took his butt to Blue Springs Farm hey. in Kentucky. His own farm, right? His own farm, yeah. where he was receiving his full vice president payment uh-huh. and with this payments decided I'm going to make a little cash of my own that just going to you know I'm going to supplement my vice president cash by opening ready for you guys a tavern oh. and spa oh. in White Sulphur spa. Springs spa <laughs> spa sorry tavern uh. one thing spa uh. a tavern and spa in Kentucky, White Sulphur Springs, Kentucky. Oh, this is northwest of Lexington. It's near modern day Midway. Nice. Can't even respond. <laughs> Amos Kendall, who was a started <laughs> as a Kentucky journalist and then eventually became just a U.S. politician, visited the tavern because he actually at one time was a um, he was actually a cabinet member, I think, for Martin Van Buren, oh, and Amos. he was a uh, supporter of Richard Johnson before this. So he decided to go. experience changed. He decided to go see what old Dicky Boy was doing, (laughs) and he wrote back to Martin Van Buren, the president, stating, "The vice president of these United States, Mm. with all his civic and military honors clustering around his time-honored brow, is or seems to be so happy in the inglorious pursuit (laughs) of tavern keeping." Even giving his personal superintendence to the chicken and egg purchasing and watermelon selling departments. So Richard Johnson, while vice president, said, eh, I'm going to go buy and sell some chickens and and watermelons and eggs. And he seemed happier doing that than What the fuck? He wants to get into the, uh, you know, he, he micromanages. <laughs> he doesn't manage at all. So not only was he selling and uh, purchasing watermelons, it was also this time <laughs> that well, Richard Johnson, that. Um, you remember how I talked about his strange wardrobe? Yes. We so that. he took it up a notch here because mm-hmm. I couldn't really find exactly what made his wardrobe just that awful mm-hmm. to begin with. Right. Here, though... He had a definite style that he developed at this time. And he would keep this style for the rest of his days, okay? Dick and his buddy James Reeside, who is a male contractor. James Reeside, who is a male contractor. <laughs> He's yes. a male contractor. Is yes. that like a Deliver euphemism? mail. Oh, <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism. Okay. I, I thought deliver- you meant M-A-L-E. What doesn't in this story... Everything sounds like a euphemism, but that really sounded like a euphemism. <laughs> it's a fucking mailman. Yes, right. a mailman. Mail okay, M A I L. Okay, like a male escort. What Who is that? Reside, just like Dick, was noted for being a bad dresser. <laughs> That's what made them friends. One day they're past the walking along in their bad suits, and they pass a tailor <laughs> shop. Walking along in their pants. <laughs> so they they pass by a tailor shop, and the in in the shop. Is displayed a bright red cloth in the window. Now Johnson says to Reeside, "Buddy, why don't you wear a bright red vest? Because your male <laughs> coaches are red, so you stay on brand, you know." Uh, great advice. So Reeside said, "Hey, I do it if you do it." Hey, buddy. <laughs> Both men then ordered 
red vests and neckties <laughs> of the brightest degree, and they both would wear them until the day they died. Oh my fucking god. So they're like... That's literally... I don't want to get into this, but that's literally a subplot in The Good Place... With the I, two characters wearing these ridiculous red cowboy boots, I need to well, watch. I need to keep watching that. But all I can think of is they're like old timey Elton Johns. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they were actually style pioneers. Yeah, seriously, in the seventies. So by the time Van Buren's first term ended, the Democrats uh, were so fed up with Dick Johnson because this is really there's nothing else of note in his vice president. It's all just things like it's this. All bad that's it. It's all stupid. But that's what makes it great. Yeah, but it's exhausting. Yes, yes, it is. They were so fed up with him that Van Buren himself, particularly, was so fed up with him that he said, "Screw it, I don't need a vice president," and he decided to run by himself. For the next, his second remember term. Remember this, partner. I actually just saw this recently. It's the only reason I even remember it. Yeah, because I was like, why? And then now we know. Yep. Yeah. He was uh, buying and selling chickens. Mm-hmm. So Andrew Jackson. And eggs. Yes, and Separately. eggs. Sorry. It's important. Andrew Jackson even. And watermelons. Yep. Oh, and watermelons. And a spa. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the spa. I just want to know what the spa was like. Well, what, what just imagine, though. What is a spa in the uh, 1840s? Great. Nothing. What do you mean? There's all sorts of spas around that. Time. Are we talking like a Norwegian like hot spa type thing? Or no, we no, we're talking about a spa in the springs. Yeah, it's a spring. Oh, yeah, okay, 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 sorry. It's but, probably not too advanced. No, of course not. It's run by Richard Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine though he comes back nine months later to D.C. No. And he's what wearing happened, this bright fellas? red vest and necktie that's from like shabby. He's from the frontier, basically. Yeah, it's all shabby. He just comes Bumbling in like, hey, oh, wow. look who's back He's in He's probably town. got kegs. This is Richard Johnson's yeah. finest <laughs> ale. Boys are back in town. <laughs> He's, <just>, He's like, <laughs> Martin, how are you? And Van Buren, meanwhile, is you know trying to stab him. So Andrew Jackson actually even wrote, who you know is the whole reason Richard Johnson yeah. became vice president. He wrote to Van he's Buren. His, he's his, uh, and he's syphilitic and like insane at this yeah. point. Yeah. At so, this point, he's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said to uh, Van Buren that Dick was, quote-unquote, dead weight. And that Damn. it would jeopardize Woo. Tennessee and surely lose Kentucky if they ran him. Because Kentucky had really soured on Richard Johnson. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> so, when Van Buren decided to drop the dead weight, again, he became the first candidate ever to go by himself. And you would think that Johnson would have just been outright embarrassed by all of this, right? To <laughs> no. be, you know, so no, hated. No, it's Johnson. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a selling point now. But our man Dick decided to campaign for president himself uh, as an independent. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, shit. Even a sympathetic biographer <laughs> had to admit that, quote, his manners and this scru- most scrulliest campaign in American history were not above reproach. Please give me that adjective again. Scrulliest? Is that what you... Scrulliest. I love that. Scrulliest. And he was heavily criticized during this uh, campaign trail for making, quote-unquote, incoherent rambling speeches. Oh, my God. So he's, uh, he's drunk on his own supply. Yeah. <sighs> again, the Kentucky Gazette. And a reported in 1839, they had a reprint of a report that was coming out of Ohio, where Dick Johnson was campaigning. When Dick Johnson made a very interesting choice in Ohio, where he lifted his shirt to the dumbfounded crowd. I don't like that. Just saying, look at my scars! <laughs> what a creep. I've been shot! What a fucking weirdo. I'm a badass. And there was some reports that a uh, along his campaign trail, he actually like incited a riot <laughs> because it was just so bizarre. And a riot basically where everyone was just like, "Get off the stage!" Oh, that kind of. And everyone just <laughs> got mad at other Democrats. They're like, "You supported this guy?" Oh, that's great. So, as far as that article where he lifted his shirt up and all that. The Kentucky Gazette, I love this quote, they joked here saying, It requires a man of some ingenuity to palm off the production of another as his own. Talking about all of his claims 
of things that no one can really say that he did. Yeah, that's a good move, though. But yeah. I love that they're just saying that he's a man of some ingenuity. Yeah, for this. I agree, actually. I mean, he's a politician and, before modern politics. And just imagine, so, though, too, he's lifting his shirt, and then when he's leaving the stage, he's just going, Rumsey Dumsey, Rumsey Dumsey, <laughs> Colonel Johnson yeah. killed Tecumseh. Y'all remember Rumsey Dumsey. That's my line. <laughs> Y'all come back now, Rumsey yeah. Dumsey. And, it's I like mean, when he's trying to remind them of the good times. One historian did just call that the, quote, most moronic slogan of all time. I got to agree. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to bumper sticker of that now, Rumsey Dumps. Now I want to like <laughs> look up the worst ever to know if there is a. I don't com- know if that a competition. So yeah. Richard Johnson uh, lost emphatically, obviously, but somehow did return to Congress in 1841 with his old seat in the House. Oh, so he didn't get picked for VP again? He didn't get picked for anything. Uh-huh. No, Var- Man- Martin Van Buren said, "I'd rather not." <laughs> he said, "I'd rather die." Yes. Johnson, uh, so he's back all the, back to House of Representatives. So he's actually gone down from he. Oh yeah, shit! Like, he dropped from Congress to he House. dropped from Vice President to and, and Senate. I bet he's the only to person to ever do that. Probably. He ran for Senate again in 1842, but didn't get that, and he continued his term in the House. He just loves the game, man. This time, though, it came and went without Don't hate much to fanfare. Play, hate the game. So Dick Johnson actually kind of had a moment of reprieve here where, you know, he just kind of took it, you know, kind of slowly. And he took this as a good sign, apparently, that everybody was like, we don't hate you anymore completely because you're not being a total freak. He was wrong. So in 1844, as a Democrat, he ran for president again. Dude, read the room. And he got nowhere. The Democrats all looked at him and laughed. And then he finally decided, hmm, maybe I'm not as loved as I thought I am. And he went back to the tavern. He decided, <laughs> I'm done with politics. Where he was happy. Going to the tavern. That's where you yeah. go, though, dude. It's just it like... is. He went to his newfound happy place, the tavern life. Going back to the tavern. <laughs> Richard Johnson continued to do this for the next five years. And he actually, one just interesting little side note, Richard Johnson served as pallbearer for Daniel Boone when Daniel Boone was moved over to the Frankfurt Cemetery. When he was disinterred and yeah. moved? Yeah. That's kind of weird. weird. Being, that's kind of weird being a pallbearer for somebody being disinterred. I didn't disinterred. even know they had pallbearers yeah. for that. I mean, yeah, I guess I they, they would just, need them, but I didn't know it was an official Yeah, time. I thought it was just a thing. They just moved him. Yeah. So... Dick Johnson, as a tavern keeper, tavern keeper Dick Johnson, decided to run as an independent for the governorship of Kentucky in 1848, but then decided to drop out and back up Democrat candidate Lazarus Powell, Ooh. who I'm going to assume Powell County's named after. Yeah, uh, Lazarus County. <laughs> after that would have been a baller-ass county name, cool. though. That'd be yeah. much better. So some claim that this was all just an attempt to get his name back out there so he could become vice president again because yeah. he loved being vice president. Yeah, just, that was his... He was thing. so happy. He's like, I don't president. want the responsibility of being right. president, but I just want to be up there. I just want the fame. And the fame. Because he already took that vacation. So he's like, I just, I, just want the, I just want the shit. Yeah. So, so of course, this ultimately led to nothing. <laughs> um, but he did leave the tavern life again. To do what? And this is starting to get into the wrap-up of Richard Johnson. Richard Mentor Johnson, in 1850, returned to the Kentucky House of Representatives, oh, where he started. That is, that's sad. Just, just give it up. That's basically sad. Going 50 from years, to, yeah, basically yeah. 50 years in between his time in Kentucky State Legislature. That's sad. And, however, just weeks into his term... The Louisville Daily Journal, which I believe is the Courier Journal yeah. today, their issue in November 9th, 1850, reported that Colonel R.M. Johnson is laboring under attack an attack of dementia, which <laughs> renders him totally unfit for business. It is painful to see him on the floor attempting to discharge the duties of a member. He is incapable of properly oh exercising God. his physical or mental powers, the veteran form that has filled so many important posts in civil life and borne itself so gallantly upon the battlefield 
seems to totter, and the mind which vivified it seems to flicker and wane in a dim, uncertain light. And as outworldly as he wow. was beforehand in dementia, you know he was <laughs> gone. Just imagine, he probably just stripped down and said, The scars! Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. In the that's middle. sounding like a dementia thing. But no, like seriously, like, he's yeah. doing that in a, like a campaign thing, in dementia, like dude. It, I just imagine in the middle... Transcripts are probably gold. Oh, I would love to get my hands on those. I just imagine, though, in the middle of Kentucky, you know, like, his first... They swear him in, and he just goes, Rumsey Dumsey! And they're like, wait, what? I mean, well, you you know, like, you could picture old, like, hobo people being like, Rumsey Dumsey. And, like, just murmuring that as he walks around. I killed Tecumseh. I killed Tecumseh. I killed Tecumseh. I killed Tecumseh. I killed him. Yeah. You got eight cents. It's always like some weird <laughs> amount of change. He's like, yeah, Dick, no, we're good. Yeah, so, <laughs> Richard Mentor Johnson died in Frankfurt on November 19th. That article was written on November 9th. Jeez. Divide, wow. Died November 19th, 1850. Wow. Damn. He was buried, and still is today, at the Frankfurt Cemetery. I love how you had to clarify that. Still, say it again. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I want to visit his grave. The Frankfurt Cemetery, Frankfurt Cemetery. Five U.S. counties are named after Richard Johnson. There's one in Kentucky, Johnson County. There's Johnson County, Illinois. Johnson County, Missouri. Johnson County, Iowa, and and Johnson County, Nebraska. Oh, okay. His presence is still felt. Johnson is also the namesake of, and this is probably the best town ever, the Indiana's Dick Johnson Township. (laughs) (laughs) And as of 2020, there began a discussion as to whether or not Iowa would would rename Johnson County due to his problematic past. No. And we're talking race. No. Yeah. We're talking race issues. Leave this one, guys. Um, there's a lot to be unpacked with him and race. And honestly, when you look him up, it's hard to find anything about Richard Mentor Johnson that isn't steeped in discussions of race. That's true. It's incredibly hard. I tried hard to find things because, yes, it is incredibly important discussion. It is incredibly important discussion. But we were going for a life story, mm-hmm. and so I was really trying to find a full like bi- biography of him, not yeah. just one aspect of him. And most everything you find is about him and his common law uh, enslaved. Oh. <laughs> I don't say that. I mean, it's me. Yeah, that's it, what he called her. I didn't. Well, say he that. may have, but Julia Chin. I mean, I'm all in favor of, like, statue removal or, you know, I don't know about changing county names. Right. I don't know. It's odd. We're we're not about changing county names. We're talking about merging counties into small counties. (laughs) Right. Now, if you wanted to merge Johnson County, Iowa with another county in Iowa and call it that county name, we're good. I'm sure the other adjoining county is nothing special. It's probably named after a racist, too. Yeah, it probably is. But the thing about him that is so fascinating, and that it's funny that that's an issue... To me, it's kind of because all accounts like he has letters that you can find that he wrote to Julia and letters that Julia wrote to him. And they do profess a deep love that you don't typically see in that relationship. Maybe he's still a racist. Though. Oh, definitely. Completely. You can feel one way about one person, but still not boner. feel the rest no, of the way he's about just got a Woody for yeah. a no, black chick. He's he an awful person. He's an awful person. But on this particular subject, it's um, it's an interesting one, and it's just it's a it's a great discussion, I guess. But it's not one that I particularly want to have. We don't on want to have this podcast. podcast. I just don't think that's not, that's for another podcast. He's just to not particularly not, worthy of having accounting. That's the biggest issue. Yes. <laughs> he's this, all around. This is for the Doctor Ickerjack's politics. Yeah, so he didn't do he didn't do enough. It's a conundrum to have a though. county. So um, I do want to know. Call it Mentor County. <laughs> that would be an awesome county. That name, would though. be cool. Mentor County. Yeah, mentor that would be nice. Or just Mentor as a town, Mentor. Like mentor I'd say, Kentucky. call it Dick Mentor County. Dick Mentor Kentucky. Yeah. So one, the last little kind of thing I want to <laughs> plug here is uh, not plug. Sorry, that's the wrong word. I got some plugs. Um, Richard Johnson's nephew was named George Washington Johnson. 
Nice. He was the Confederate Shadow Governor of Kentucky. Yeah, I've heard about that. I want to learn about this. And this is something that I might, we might talk on the podcast for a, so I'm not going to go into this too much. And that's why I just saved it for the end to just tag on. But Kentucky, despite modern and popular belief, was primarily in support of the Union. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we know that most people don't. Yes. uh, Yeah. We do. But a lot of people in Kentucky don't realize that either. They're dumb. Western Kentucky was basically. Well, George Washington Johnson held a convention in Russellville, which is southwest Kentucky. Yep. And there was named governor of Kentucky, even though the vast majority of Kentucky not recognizing even the Confederate, much less him, as governor. Exactly. So that might also play a part in the whole race discussion. Because even that top homie of the Confederacy was from Kentucky. Yeah. So that's one so. thing we can't really. That's true. We yeah. should talk about him. Oh, Jeff Dave. We've talked yeah. about doing this monument before. Jeffy D. Jefferson Davis. Um, yeah. So Even though it's out in the middle of a cornfield by itself and no one gives a fuck. I think you could do that. Because people really try to bend over backwards to look at Robert E. Lee like objectively and give credit right. where credit yeah. is due. Nobody does that with Jefferson Davis. I would be curious to know. If you can. If you can. Yeah. I don't know that you can. But yeah, I mean, he's definitely can't. a worse can't person. Can't is a... Yeah. Turn. I don't think you can, but it'd be an interesting um, mind game. It would be. It's a discussion for a later time. Yeah. yeah. Well, but um, as it is now, guys, I want to give a toast. a toast. Here's to Dick Mentor Johnson. Raise your glasses. Raise your glass. Raise it was your problematic. Glass. The worst vice president of all time. I'm going to crush my can to it. And that's all we got, folks, on Dick Johnson. Hell yeah. Um,. Again, I will say he's. I think he's the worst vice president of all time. Probably, yeah. I mean, he literally took a nine-month leave of absence. You got him and then Mike Pence, so, but yeah. Actually, well, I don't want to bring back the LBJ, but he pretty much himself admitted he is one of the worst all-time vice presidents. Mm-hmm. He was just like, I didn't do shit. But did he open a tavern in Spa? No, he didn't. <laughs> in he Kentucky, just said like they just sent me. Ba- they just sent me basically on like missions to meet with ambassadors. That's more than like, he did. Richard Dick Johnson. mentor Dick at least had some interesting backstory. He has yeah, a. Yeah. He's a very interesting man. That's the main <laughs> thing. He's interesting. We, we could talk for two episodes about it. He's yeah. spicy. I think he's an awful person. Mm-hmm. I think he has an awful past. Mm-hmm. I think he's a complete and total liar. I mm-hmm. don't think he killed Tecumseh. No. I do think he got injured in a war. Yeah. Um, I do think he's the worst vice president. I yep. do think he opened a tavern in Maybe. Spa. I do think he was a racist. Yeah. But. I do also think he loved Julia. But I also think uh, that he, he abused. That ass. Well, I he think that, that he, ass. That's what that is. It was lust over. Nothing. I think that he abused patience and Lucy, and oh, yeah. um, all of his other enslaved people. He owned again seventy-two individuals at one point in time. Um, so yeah, he's an awful man. Um, but but we got to close on this. Yeah. Rumsey, so that Rumsey Dumsey. <laughs> Rumsey Dumsey. Rumsey Dumsey. Follow Rumsey us Dumsey. on. Oh, follow us on Instagram at uh, Rumsey Dumsey. Uh, sorry, no. <laughs> follow us on <laughs> Rumors and Confab. Follow us on Rumors and Confab on Instagram. Um, we love you all. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a great time, guys. It's been great. It's been Peace great. and love, homies. Bounce. Rumsey Dumsey, Rumsey Dumsey. Colonel Johnson killed Tecumseh. Woo!